Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. If I could get me maybe one or two, maybe three or four people that really understand what the resurrection is about. And I, could, I can really say happy resurrection day. And you get it. You understand it. It's not about commercialism. It's not about fine duds. It's not about how you smell today with your fragrance. But it's about what Jesus did on Calvary. How he bled and shed his blood for you and me. That's love. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We're so grateful and so thankful to God for everybody that's here today. We welcome you to our harvest. We pray as you came into this sanctuary that you felt his presence. You felt the love of Jesus. And I don't want to belabor the time. So I want you to take your Bibles. And if you would, turn to the book of Luke. As you're turning there, Luke, the 24th chapter, we're going to bounce around a little bit in that particular chapter. And I hope that in there, we will be able to make amends to what has been sorely misrepresented in our day and time. We have a propensity in the 21st century to do things how we feel instead of how they are. And so I'm asking you, please have an open mind to what the Spirit of God has to say. In Luke, the 24th chapter, at the first verse, for those that can, can I please get you to stand, rest on your feet for the reading of the Word of God. And please, sir, ma'am, if you are unable, we truly understand. But if God has given you life, health, and strength, and you were able to walk in this place, we would appreciate you standing for the reverence of the reading of the word. And if you would, allow me uh, to read this aloud in your hearing as you read it silently with your eyes. Luke, he is one of the four gospel writers. We'll look at this, but he is only one of the four. Matthew, Mark, and John, they also have this account written. But I, I chose Luke because Luke was the physician. Luke was the one that when it came down to facts, he's going to show you factually why he wrote this book and how from the perspective of a physician not just a man of god but a physician how the resurrection means what it should in our lives the first verse says now on now upon the first day of the week very early in the morning they came unto the sepulcher bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away. Somebody say it was rolled away. 
It was rolled away from the sepulcher. I'm telling you, Luke has a way of being factual. There's a theory that Jesus wasn't really dead when he was put into the tomb. But sir, ma'am, if you ever get an opportunity, you go over. It's it's hewn out on the side of hills what they use for burial. And they put these big, humongous rocks. A stone, if you would, in front of it. Now, if Jesus wasn't dead, he would have truly been dead after trying to move that stone from the inside. So Luke is factual, and he says the stone had been rolled away. I might add it it took more than one. It took more than two. It took a lot of people to put that stone over the mouth of that cave. But the Bible says it was rolled away. And then it says, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I wish I got me one somebody to understand what, by him being risen, we can walk in victory. Because he died, we can live and face a tomorrow. It says he has risen. Then he says, remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified the third day rise again. I'm going to stop right there. Eternal God, we are so grateful. We're thankful, Lord, to you for this time. We thank you for these, your people. We thank you for how you blessed us, oh God, in this place, God, to be in a resurrection service, Lord. This is Resurrection Sunday. This is commemorating. It's congratulating you. God, how you came up out of the grave. And God, you took, Lord, and took death and silenced him. And let him know that there's only one somebody that can defeat the grave. And I am he. I am the I am that I am. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the beginning. I'm the end and the beginning. I am the one is able to defeat death i say to death oh death where is thy sting oh grave where is thy victory this is he and so god we come to you today and we're excited about resurrection sunday about what you're going to do how you're going to resurrect somebody from the dead of life into the brand new life we ask you lord right now lord help me your servant be found decreasing as we watch you increase in this place And when everything is said and done, souls are delivered, people are saved, and somebody really, God, comes into a right relationship and standing with you. We'll remember to give you the glory, the honor, and all of the praise. Let everybody say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, say it with your loud voice, in Jesus' name. Before you see that, just that last verse that I read to you, and it says, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. As you're preparing to take your seat, I want to leave you with a couple of thoughts. One is, Friday has come, but Sunday is on the way. <laughs> and now I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, bad news won't change my mind because he has risen.
God bless you. You may be seated. I just came today to tell somebody Friday is coming gone, but Sunday is on the way. What is the significance? I, I'm trying to, to help you to understand that Friday, and we have the nerve to say it like this. What you doing on Good Friday? Good Friday. Now, now biblically speaking, you know what happened on Friday? He, he was paraded from one temple to the other before one judge and the other. He, he was taken. He was beaten. He, he was spit upon. He, he was ridiculed. He was laughed at. He was mocked. All this happened on what we call Good Friday. <laughs> it may have been good for us, but it sure wasn't good for him. And, and so I'm saying to you, all of the things that transpired on Friday, all of the happenings that happened on Friday, if you were back then, one of the disciples, I, I wish I could get somebody to kind of slip into their sandals and, and feel how they felt on that day. Here they are. They, they walk with a man for three and a half years. He poured himself into them. He fed them the word and promised them some stuff. Then all of a sudden we find that uh, they take his life. Now, where are they? I'll tell you where they are. They're like roaches scattered. You know, acting like roaches. I don't know about, yes, you do. You know you live in the hood. You know we was in the project. Cut off the light, they good. But come on, cut on the light, it's like Goma Pa. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Here we are. So here, here we see. The disciples are scattered because of per persecution. See, see, persecution has a way of defining who you really are. Mm -hmm. I, I know somebody in here said, I love the Lord. And I ain't saying you don't. But when you really want to know if you love the Lord, let some persecution come in your life. Let some trial and some tribulation. Let something happen. And let's see how much you really love the Lord. We see that song. I really love the Lord. I really love the Lord. You don't know what he's done for me. He gave me the victory. I love him. I love him. I really love the Lord. But when you know you really love him is when you go through your go through. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you go through your go through. And you keep on going through. I know somebody said, well, preach, I, I've been dealing with this situation. This has been in my life for a while. You know, non David Nagley, I had it in my life for some minutes now. A couple. But I want to encourage somebody's heart. Friday is gone, but Sunday is on its way. Uh, let, let me put it another way. Weeping may endure for a night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna have a night where your pillow is wet, my brother and my sister, from your tears that are falling. And that's your weeping. And it's at night. It's when your blackest hour comes. You know how to the enemy loves to deal with you at that late midnight hour. But how I many you know, late in the midnight hour, God is going to turn something around. It's going to work in your favor. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, it will. So weeping may endure for a night. But see, the flip side says, but. I want to stop there because but is a conjunction. Let's find out the function. Let's find out how that but. I, I love what the sister said. But God, <laughs> I had a stroke, but 
God. I, I had this going on in my life, but God. They gave me a pink slip, but God. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, but joy cometh in the morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's coming. We're, I'm telling you, as we look at this text, here it is early in the morning. Now, when it says very early, that means it's like four, five o'clock. Some of us don't even know what that looked like. <laughs> we don't get up that early. But at four or five o'clock, the scripture says now it was early the next day. And they got up in hopes to prepare the body for a proper funeral. They, they did it differently how we do it. They washed them, they put alloys and anointed them, myrrh and all of those fragrances, and then they wrapped them, sort of like a mummy. And so they're going there in hopes to do that. And the Bible says when they get there, the stone is rolled away. <laughs> Can you imagine that they had been heartbroken because Friday had come and, and Friday brought a lot of stuff with it. But now here Sunday is on the way. Right, but, but they don't understand the relevance of it yet. They just know that there's an empty tomb. Somebody say empty. I, I want to say to you, my brothers and sisters, guests and visitors, if you are a Christian, one of the things that differentiates us from every denomination, every known sect, every known religion is that Christians have a savior that rose again. <laughs> I, 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 see, the thing that differentiates us from all of those others I was selling my new converts class. I wish I had the money. Somebody say, but he doesn't. <laughs> no, they speaking in faith, y'all. They don't know how much a plane ticket is to Israel. I was just sharing with my class, I wish I had the money. I take all of y'all over there, and when we get off the plane, all we have to do is say, take us to the tomb where Jesus is, and we as a class would go up there to the tomb, and I promise you, the stone has been rolled away, and all there is is an empty tomb. See, but... In other religions, like Harry Krishna and all of those, you go to their graves, and that's where they are. <laughs> right there. Boom. Dried bones. But Jesus, he said, in three days, I'll resurrect this body. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> so they get the surprise of their life. Then the Bible says that they're, they're perplexed at what they see. And then all of a sudden, there's two men. I like to believe it was shiny apparel. I mean, talking about that kind of shine that you're wearing that. And I mean, it was bright. So bright that they find themselves now bowing down before them. And they said, why are you bowing? Matter of fact, that's my little helper. That's my, that's my granddaughter. Why, why, why are you coming looking for the living amongst the dead? Somebody said, that sounds like a good question. Sometimes we go in dead places looking for live stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we, we go to the church or the refrigerator where it's like, Whoa. and the spirit is gone. Let me just put it this way. Across the door, spiritually speaking, if you put on your spiritual specs, it says Ichabod. That means the presence of the Lord has departed. That's why you go there and you don't feel nothing. That's why you go there and you don't receive anything. Because you're looking for the living amongst the dead. So they say to them now, don't you remember what he said to you? 
when you were in Galilee? He said, I will rise. And he said some other things to them. And guess what? They were excited. And they went and they were going to tell the rest of them. The Bible says in that group was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James. And they went and they told the disciples, guess what? He's risen. He's alive. And the Bible said they looked at them as though they were telling them fairy tales. But Peter, somebody say, but Peter. You know Peter, the big mouth one, the one that cut the sentry's ear off, the one that said, Lord, I'll never forsake you. Three times a cock crew, you, oh, I don't know that man. That's the one I'm talking about. When they came with that report, everybody else was like, Peter jumped up, ran to the tomb. The Bible says he stooped down and looked in, and it was just like they had told him. Nothing was in there. So he went back. And he told the others. Now Cephas and another, they were walking. They were going to a place. And as they were walking, Emmaus is where they were going. Emmaus was about one-eighth of a mile from Jerusalem. And so as they're walking, don't forget now, Friday is gone. Remember all of the stuff that happened on Friday? If you were a believer, yes, it would probably cause you to wonder, what are we going to do now? The one that promised us all of this stuff is gone. So they're walking, they're talking. I can imagine how that conversation went, man, I can't believe it. The master, they killed him. He's gone. What are we going to do now? And as they're walking, the Bible says Jesus appears, and he's walking with them and he says to them what meaneth thou about this communication and why are y'all so sad and they said you haven't heard about Jesus of Nazareth the one that's a prophet a man of God let me put it in modern day vernacular they probably said to him you ain't get the 411 you ain't see what happened and so they're talking and Jesus began to, to speak to them as they're walking and so the Bible says that he begins to expound to them from Moses until all of the prophets and as they're walking they're interested you could tell they're interested and all of a sudden jesus act like he was going somewhere else then they said no 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 don't don't go nowhere it's late it's late up in the evening come stay with us and so as he's sitting with it's time to eat and so as they're sitting there eating jesus begins to pray <laughs> all of a sudden it's like their eyes were open and they say it's just and the bible said he disappeared as he disappears back where the other ones are they're again doubting the report not only with the two sisters with mary mary magdalene and joanna but now they're even doubting what peter said and so they're sitting there and the bible says that what happens next is jesus appears now remember i told you this is not only in the, the gospel of luke but is in mark matthew and john if i'm not mistaken it's john where they said they're sitting in there and the door is shut and so Jesus comes in that, and, and I'm trying to get you to see so they're, they're, they're sitting around doubting and now he steps in and he begins to say okay let me ask you a question he says to them first of all his greeting is peace be still the Bible says right then they were afraid they were frightened they thought they had seen a spirit and so what he says was remember I told you this is the book of Luke Luke is very factual he says what's that y'all eat it was a broiled fish and some bread he said give it to me but before he did that he said look on me does a spirit have flesh and we would normally say blood he didn't say that he said does a spirit normally have flesh and bones I wonder where the blood was <laughs> I'm trying to tell somebody his blood still works his blood was shed for you 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 and you does a spirit have flesh and bones and now they they, they didn't say okay he says bring me what you eat and they brought it to him and he ate it he said now behold my hands behold my feet it is i 
I don't know what else I could tell somebody. The resurrection is real. <laughs> somebody said, well, how do you know that, preacher? Because he resurrected me. He brought me out of darkness into the marvelous light. He brought me from where I was to where I am now. He resurrected me. Brought me to life. It's in him that I live, move, and have my very being. It's because of him that we all have a chance now coming from the resurrection. And, and, and let me just kind of close with this. Because as he's in that 24th chapter and all of these things have now happened. The Bible says after he had taken the broiled fish and a honeycomb and he took it and he did eat before them. And listen to what he said. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was with you. That all things must be fulfilled. Somebody say all things. I was saying to my class today, do you believe that these are the times that he spoke of? That the times are at hand. You won't believe the good book, but you'll believe Google. I want to so, so many times I want to tell people after I give them Bible verse and they just act like they don't get it. I want to say, Google it. Then maybe you'll believe it. But I said all that to say, if you believe that these are the times that the Bible spoke of, well, then you must be open-minded to know that everything that he said is going to come to pass. I love my class. My class teaches me. My class taught me today that there are over 500 promises in the word of God. 500 promises that substantiate the birthplace of Jesus, who he was, and how he was going to die. That's facts. No fake news here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. This is the real deal. And if you believe all of that, then you ought to believe that there's wars and rumors of wars and nations against nations. All of that is a sign that we're coming to the end. Everybody stand. I'm going to tell you what Jesus said to the disciples right before he departed. The Bible says, then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem and ye are witnesses of these things and behold I send the promise of my father upon you but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me. And Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. You see those promises that I talked about, they are real. And he promised anyone that's here today on Resurrection Sunday, if you hunger and you thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. Is there anybody that wants to take a drink of the living water? Thank you, Father. I gotta give you thanks. Because, Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at it now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I got to give you praise because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God, and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive, and with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise.